0: My name is Dr. Bart Precourt. Welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. These podcasts will help you create simple strategies and simple habits so you can get back to being the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Bart and welcome back to the Health Made Simple podcast. Today's topic, all about anxiety. Although I'm going to sprinkle in uh, not just anxiety, but you're gonna hear me talk about ADD, ADHD, and even depression, because really, and you're gonna see as we go through today, uh, they all kind of come from the same root causes. Um, and with that being said, um, as you go through this, if you can think of someone, a person or two that probably needs to hear this, or would benefit from this, please uh, can, you know, send it out, share it out, keep spreading the love. The goal here today is to help us understand what is at what is the root cause of things like anxiety? And I want to start by just kind of letting letting everyone know, especially if you think you have it, I'm going to cover those symptoms because sometimes we don't know or we can't really describe what we have, but it might be anxiety that you're experiencing. But it's important that we know that anxiety is not a disease and depression is not a disease, even though we've kind of put it in that category they are imbalances. And we're going to talk about what is causing those imbalances today. We're going to talk about the things in our lifestyle, things in our diet, but then also some remedies that you can use and things that you can do starting today, literally, that you can start to correct some of those imbalances so you don't have all of these symptoms of the anxiousness and the depression and ADD and ADHD type symptoms. We're going to kind of primarily focus on the anxiety today, but you're going to see how they they all really kind of tie in together. And I tell you, this is a huge topic. And, and when I say huge topic, I say that because I'm literally seeing in my office now, in my clinic, more cases of anxiety, the symptoms of anxiety taking place more in this last these past one to five years than I saw the entire 15 years prior to this. And there's some reasons for that. And I'll, I'll get into that. And not only am I seeing more cases of it, I'm seeing more cases in young people. There's an influx of young kids, teenagers that are literally having full-blowing anxiety challenges. And I'll even get into what what's happening when we have a panic attack and what we can do about that. So let's let me start by just kind of get into some of the symptoms, because I don't know if this is clear enough, because I think a lot of people have a lot of these symptoms and don't know that at the root of them, at the root of these symptoms is the development of anxiousness. So here they are, no, no particular order, but if you're experiencing these symptoms... I don't want you to walk away with this, you know, thinking, "Oh, I have anxiety." What I want you to walk away with is the remedies that you can start taking today, things that you can start to do to fix it and also recognizing what might be causing it. So again, remember, everything's about taking action. Everything's about doing something intentional for our bodies, for our minds, for our health on a daily basis so we can continue to be, you know, the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. Remember, life is short, so we want to be the best version of ourselves as, you know, as we're enjoying our lives here. So, here's some of the symptoms. One of the one of the more obvious ones is are you excessively worrying? So, that is a big symptom of it. There's excessive worry. Are you constantly agitated or even always irritable. And we'll get into why these are happening. These are all imbalances that happen within our body. So we don't have the proper balance in the development of things called neurotransmitters. You can hear me talk a lot about this, like serotonin and dopamine and melatonin. Are you restless? Are, Are you always on edge? Your energy is restless where you can't sit still. We see this a lot in our younger, you know, the younger population, the kids and the teenagers. And oftentimes, this is just treated as an ADD or an ADHD issue. Are you constantly fatigued? Do you have difficulty concentrating? And again, this sometimes is misinterpreted as an ADD or ADHD type of symptom. Uh, tense muscles can be part of anxiousness. Uh, what else? Um, trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. And again, we're gonna, you'll see that as this develops of the impact of what's happening with our gut and what's happening with the foods that we're eating, the impact that it's having on melatonin and serotonin. And then there's panic attacks. And a panic attack, this is when someone doesn't, oftentimes people don't know if they had a panic attack because it's hard to describe. Yet oftentimes panic attacks, these anxious that cause these panic attacks are often putting people in the ER. They end up in an ER visit, maybe even think that they have a heart condition. And that's really, really common that that happens. And the panic attack is when the body, you physically are feeling it. You feel your body tense up. There's this nervousness throughout your whole body. Typically, there's even a, 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 a tunnel vision that starts taking place and you become overstimulated. So everything becomes like hyper, hyper stimulus, and, and you feel your body winding up. This is a complete fight or flight situation, and your body's stuck in sympathetic dominance. In fact, a very common place for someone to experience a panic attack is while driving, and that is because... When we're driving, we need all of our senses to be heightened. We have cars moving past us, we get a lot of things going on, and maybe the radio's on, the windshield wipers. And all of this stimulus, this constant input, then just kind of, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and you can end up needing to pull over on the side of the road. And And will it affect your heart rate? Absolutely. So do we get the chest pounding and everything that goes with it? And the answer is yes. So again, today's gonna be about how do we remedy some of this by taking some good action on several different levels. What are the things we can do with lifestyle? What are the things we can do with our diet? What things do we need to be avoiding? Um, some other things, irrational fears. This is also part of anxiousness. So if you have some of those symptoms, again, I don't want you to think that you need to label yourself like, wow, I have anxiety. I want you to think there's an imbalance taking place here. And at the root of all of this, And this is why I'm doing this podcast today, because I think our approach in general is not necessarily the right approach toward helping us overcome these imbalances. At the root of all of these is a gut issue. The imbalances and the the, the gut challenges we have, things like leaky gut, constipation, diarrhea, gallbladder issues, SIBO, all of these are creating an imbalance and how well we can develop and make things like serotonin, which then, you know, leads to melatonin or dopamine. All of these things begin in the gut. And if we have an imbalanced gut, we're going to end up with imbalanced neurotransmitters. So that's a big word. So what are they? So serotonin is the neurotransmitter that we need to feel good. That's your happy hormone. That's the one that makes us feel good. The other one, that's it's usually these two things. It's serotonin and melatonin, usually at the root of, I'm sorry, serotonin and dopamine. And dopamine is the one that helps us feel satisfied. That's the one that, and this, and the lack of dopamine can actually cause a lot of eating disorders because we're never satisfied with our meals. But both of these, it's critical for us to have good gut health and then the proper nutrition in our guts and coming into our bodies. Otherwise, we can't make these properly. And therefore, then they develop the symptoms that we just talked about. Excessive worrying, agitated, restlessness, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, tense muscles, trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, panic attacks, avoiding social situations, uh, irrational fears. Without the proper amount of serotonin and dopamine, we're going to have a very difficult time balancing out those emotions on a daily basis. And that leads to these diagnoses of things like anxiety and things like depression or ADD and ADHD. And, and when we step back, the challenge I think that we often have too, especially maybe if you have a, a child um, that is experiencing some of these different um, emotions or behaviors, is that too often we are trying to correct these different these different symptoms with behavioral modifications. And and really this this becomes a problem because you're trying to correct a, a nutritional deficiency with a behavioral modification. Now often we have to make lifestyle modifications. But trying to correct you know, a nutritional deficiency with a behavioral correction is very difficult. And I see this all the time. I've experienced it in our own family where we had someone in the family that had ADD, that had anxiousness behaviors, but we we're trying to correct the behavior. And I think that often challenges the family big time because the behaviors really don't get corrected. And we try many, many, many different things. I'm not saying that that's not part of it, but at the root of it is going to be the nutritional efficiencies have to become balanced back out. So again, this is an imbalance. It's not necessarily a disease. So that's our kind of our goal here. So 85 to 95% of all of our new neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, these really important ones, they they begin in your gut. So therefore, that's where we need to start to look at. And the challenge is, literally, we are not looking at gut when we see anxiousness and anxiety and ADD and and depression. Rarely are we thinking, oh, we have to fix the gut first. So for the long-term fix, it's going to have to come from the gut. Although I'm going to give you some, some tools that you can use today, literally, to start to be able to manage these symptoms as you're fixing the, long, the root cause here, which usually lies within your gut. All right. So that being said, let's talk gut for a moment. In the gut, we have symptoms like leaky gut, uh, constipation, diarrhea, gallbladder issues where your body's not breaking down foods properly, liver issues. All of this is going to affect the quantity and quality of your ability to make things like serotonin and dopamine. And this is how you feel good and become balanced. And again, if you don't have your feel-good hormone, serotonin, you don't have your satisfaction hormone, dopamine, that's what creates, that's the root cause of a lot of these imbalances down, down the road. And I get asked a question all the time: so how does this start? Like what where are where are the problems? And I think it a a big part of the problem right now is a huge part of this is all of these GMO foods. So these are gem- genetically modified organisms that were these foods that we're making nowadays that have pesticides and herbicides built within them. And there's one specific one called glyphosate. And listen, and I know not everyone's really on board with like, well, Hey, listen, an orange is an orange, it, but the truth is it's not it's what's on the inside that really matters. There's, in these GMO foods, most of them have something that's called glyphosate. This is the same stuff that's in the Roundup that's being sprayed on our lawns to kill off bugs and kill off some of the things that nature produces. This glyphosate, which is part of the GMOs, damages the microvilli in your gut. That is that The microvilli is the part that's actually nurturing and helping us absorb our nutrients, uh, bring it so we can assimilate the nutrients back into our body so we can make a good, healthy body. This glyphosate is destroying the inside of our microvilli. it's destroying the inside of our guts. So, as a result of it, then it leads to things like glyphosate. So reducing or eliminating as much as you possibly can, humanly possible, any GMO food is important. And that is one of the reasons that, as you know, as a as a clinical nutritionist, that by itself is one of the reasons, one of the reasons we see so much. Of this, of these symptoms of anxiety now, because listen, the, the GMO foods they've only been around for 15 years. So if you're you know if you're my age, 48 years old, for uh, yeah, 48 years old, we didn't have these growing up. We had some bad foods, we had sugars, et cetera, but we didn't have it on this level. And I believe at the root of it, that's one of the causes. And I'm going to get to one of the other big ones in just a moment. One of the root causes that we have such high-level toxins coming into our body, inhibiting our bodies from being able to produce these natural neurotransmitters. So again, these aren't diseases. These are more symptoms of an imbalance. So the more we can balance things back out, one of the things you can start doing today is no longer eat GMO foods. It means we got to go organic. We've got to go to foods that don't have all these pesticides and herbicides. And listen, I get it. It costs a little more money, but it is painfully costly, to be sick all the time or have all these issues. So, you know, choose that you're gonna feed your body in such a way that it gives you the best opportunity to be the best version of yourself. So another big part, so we got our gut, and we've gotta heal that up. And there are some very specific tests that, so you can just start eating good today, which meaning eat from God's garden. If it comes from a root, a plant, a tree, if it walks in the garden, swims in the sea, have at it. But make sure that these are organic foods and make sure that you know they're non-GMO, so and they're not processed foods. The second part is, so we have to have a good healthy gut, but we also have to be able to get the toxins out of our body, and we call that drainage. We have to get stuff out of our body, which is, hey, we gotta be able to poop. If we are not eliminating properly, then we will create a toxicity within our body that too will throw off our ability to to have high quantity and quality development of these neurotransmitters. So those that right there kind of goes right to the top of the list. We have to be able to poop properly, uh, at least one good bowel movement daily, and even better if you're doing two to three two to three uh, visits to the bathroom on a daily basis. So again, leaky gut. So there's proper drainage will make we have to do a couple of things. If you have leaky gut, there's a good chance you don't have proper elimination. But there's also other things that could be involved with that. Things like parasites or down deep, there could be some different infections that we can do some tests and I'll mention those in just a minute. In fact, I'll mention it now. There's a test out there, really, really simple test. You can do this at home. We could send it out if need be. It's called an organic acid test. It's just a urine test you do at home. You can send that in and that gives us great clinical impact um, Great clinical um, evidence of what's going on within your body. Let us know if you have an underlying candida issue, which is which uh, so many people have. Just an increase of bacteria within their body. It can give us different insights of what's maybe there's an infection going on. But a real, really simple test that clinically, that organic acids test is such an easy test to take. It's not super expensive. I'm gonna guess it's probably a couple hundred bucks, uh, maybe $200, um, but very, very valuable in terms of being able to determine what is specifically going on with your gut health. And there's, you know, there's other things people say all the time or ask me all the time. What does yawning mean? So I'm bringing this up because ultimately we want to, not only our gut to be healthy, but our brain to be healthy, and our brain only drains at night, and that's why I'm connecting these. So the ability for us to get good sleep helps us you know drain our brain detoxify the brain and if our brain is not draining properly we're not getting enough sleep time enough parasympathetic activity our brains will stay inflamed and that then enhances all of those symptoms that we that I just discussed—the irritability, agitated—all of those ones about excessive worry and fear. Those are the poor dreams, maybe even the nightmares. So the excessive yawning that people have—that's often they'll that's described as the way that your body uses to cool your brain. So it's doing that because there's too much inflammation. And again, we're going to get to some of the remedies of. What can we do to start to help your body drain a little better? Of course, you already know that we're going to work on some gut health here. So the brain only drains at night. And in a moment, I'll talk about different remedies. One of them I'm going to talk about is magnesium. So if you only listen to this point, know that if you start taking some magnesium, about three to 400 milligrams at night, super good habit for the development of things like serotonin, melatonin, helping your body detoxify, sleep a little better at night. So a huge, huge player. And some of these, that's how simple it is. Almost everybody, probably 75% of Americans have a deficiency in magnesium. Magnesium is Uh, such an important, and it's just a mineral, it's just a basic mineral, but if we're depleted in it, we are going to create all kinds of toxicity issues, and it's an exchange mineral. We consider it a yin mineral, uh, yin meaning the calm, rest, digest, recover, rebuild, feed, and breed. That is the opposite of what anxiousness is. So we need magnesium as a tool to help us. Help us with our anxiety. I've literally had people just start taking magnesium and see a lot of their symptoms decrease. So if this is all you listen to, and I'm going to give you more, but if this is all you listen to, um, make sure to start increasing your magnesium three to 400 milligrams at night. There's different kinds out there. My favorite is magnesium lactate. Um, it does a good balance of getting up into the brain and also into the body. And there's others that are pretty good like magnesium citrate, uh, magnesium orate, malate. Those are all pretty good. Um, One you might want to stay away from is something like magnesium oxide. So just kind of pay attention if you're already taking that supplement there. All right. So what are some of the causes that are messing up uh, the this ability for us to make these neurotransmitters uh proper and first let's let's go right to diet it's our diet our food and our gut imbalances so a diet that's high in carbohydrates high in sugar this is a problem this is burning up our neurotransmitters this is causing more inflammation in the gut this is causing more stimulus to the body and the more blood sugar imbalances and all of these will continue not only lead to but feed the symptom of anxiousness. And when I say that, so think about the carbohydrates, bread, pasta, um, all of your sugars, whether it be sugar in your soda or Gatorades, all of these things that are converted by your body into sugar, into glucose, these are all developing more and more of an imbalance within your body. So it's no wonder that so many of our young kids right now have all these symptoms of anxiety, ADD and ADHD, because they simply do not the diet is leading them. So we're, you know, our diet is always directing us on a path. <laughs> you eat poor food, the path is not gonna you the destination is not going to be a good one. So if we can bring these kids or you know our youngsters back to eating a whole food diet, listen, I understand that that's we that that's gonna take some work. We have to even for us adults, getting off the carbohydrates, getting backing off, always snacking, always bumping up the sugar intake, always being stimulated by food. This is all leading to anxiety and depression. The more sugar we use, it releases a hormone called serotonin. So this is carbohydrates, breads, muffins, pastas. The more we eat of these, it makes us feel good. But this is a slippery slope because the, if it goes up, it goes down. And that's where the depression comes in. So people can experience both anxiety and depression simultaneously. So it's real important that we we can't get by this step. If we want to tackle this symptom of anxiety, to tackle the symptom of ADD, ADHD, and depression, we're going to have to attack and really approach our nutrition in such a way that it helps our body not only get in the nutrients, but assimilate them and be able to utilize them. So that's also part of detoxification. So those sugar, the carbohydrates, they all increase sympathetic dominance. If we back out of that, we want to use other foods, things like good healthy fats which you actually can feed your hormones with. These are often a lot of our precursors to building hormones. Our fat's a little bit more of a stabilizing, balancing food where they're not going to be stimulating us on a regular basis. So this is where often, now based on your organic acid test, it'll give us a better inclination of what strategy you should use in terms of a diet. So we hear all kinds of stuff where maybe a vegetarian diet is better for you because listen, our, veg, our vegetarian-based diets, that is going to give us the highest level of antioxidants, the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients that we need. But on the flip side of that, you might have, and it's really not flip side, but what looks like it's a flip side is maybe a ketogenic diet where it's a higher fat diet. The challenge here is this. I think too often, We think of a keto diet as a high-protein diet, and it is not a high-protein diet. It is a high-fat diet, which is going to mostly come from plants and vegetables and, of course, some of our animal products. But, you know, that's your avocados, your coconut oils, your butter, maybe some of your egg yolks, all of these good, healthy fats. It is medium proteins and then low carbohydrates. And those carbohydrates, though, should be your complex carbohydrates, things like your spinach and your kale. The challenge I see there too often is that the people on the keto diets—I know I'm a little off track here—in keto diets aren't getting enough of their good vegetables in, so they become nutrient deficient in terms of your antioxidants or your basic minerals and vitamins. So that's where you really want to work with one of your, you know, clinical nutrition nutritionists, a functional medicine doctor, someone who can help understand and gear you or steer you. In the diet, that's going to be the strategy is really what it is that fits best for you. And the reason that strategy, or even going back to the organic acids test, if you have, um, you know, candida, there's you're going to need to really back off on on some foods that we consider good, like say some of our um, fruits, like bananas and apples. You're going to almost have to eliminate these, otherwise you continue to feed that bacteria. So again. Get with your practitioner, try not to do the guesswork on that because listen, your health can't wait. It's it is a now thing, and to get this right is really important. And these are things that we deal with in clinic every day. So make sure that you know, you seek someone out that's gonna help you and kind of move you in that right path. Speaking of that, one of the key things that we need, and here and again, here's why you know maybe you're you either continue to learn about it or understand or study your nutrition or use someone like myself or a practitioner. I have some vegetarians that don't eat any meat. And and I get it. I see a lot of healthy people doing that. We, yet if you're a vegetarian, you're going to need to have a really good education of where you're going to get certain things. And there's one I want to be real mindful of, and it's tryptophan. Tryptophan is needed to, you need tryptophan to make serotonin. And tryptophan, we often, so most people understand, like recognize tryptophan comes. From, tryptophan is an amino acid, and one of the most popular places it comes from is turkey. And I'll give a list of the foods. Heck, I'll give it to you right now: eggs, cheese, salmon, nuts and seeds, turkey, of course. Those are all good sources of tryptophan, and you're going to need tryptophan. It's an amino acid that you're going to need that in order to develop. Um, the proper amounts of serotonin in your body. So, this is why I think we see so many vegetarians also have the symptoms of anxiety and anxiousness because they could be depleted in that one very, very important amino acid, which is tryptophan. All right, another big reason. So, the diet, of course, is a huge cause. It's a huge part of developing this imbalance. And then there's a second one that I think is equally is damaging and is important that we address, and that is drugs and medication. And the one I'm gonna kind of target is antibiotics. So I talked about glyphosate messing up our, our microvilli and our gut flora. Well, listen, antibiotics, that's what they're designed to do, to kill off bacteria. I'm not telling you to use them or not to use them, but understand it is definitely creating an imbalance in your gut flora. I would say that we should be reserving are antibiotic use for only the most important critical times, not just because we're not feeling good, but the absolute most critical times. And when we do use them, that we have a very specific strategy and how we're going to recover, not from just the sickness or the bacteria disease that we're fighting, but how we can recover from the damages of that antibiotic. And there's a very specific way I uh, bring my people through that as well. Yeah, so medications can cause this as well so listen you could have been fine last year and all of a sudden you've never had any symptoms of anxiety last year you get a real bad head cold maybe you went on you know a round or two rounds of antibiotics and since then you've started to develop these symptoms and this happens all the time so if that's you here's the good news you can recognize acknowledge maybe where it started and start to continue to start to correct those imbalances. We go to gut, we go to drainage. And then we're going to make sure that we're getting in the right foods. And then I'm going to give you some extra tools that you can use in terms of supplements and some lifestyle changes here. All right. So that's the causes: diet, drugs, and then another one, and this is lifestyle. And this is huge. Oftentimes, it is our lifestyle that is causing this. And I'm real specifically. I'm going to jump right to. What typically is the root part of our lifestyle is causing, these are poor sleeping habits, poor going to bed habits, and too much phone use. Some Sometimes I have people still chuckle when they think, oh, the phone is causing a problem with my health. But So I wanna dig into that just a little bit so we understand it. Your phones, all of our phones, our computers, and most of our TVs, uh, emit something called a blue light. Now the sun emits this as well. When the sun comes up and it's nice and bright in the morning, it emits something called blue light. And that's a, a small portion of the rays that it's sending out. That blue light shuts off the production and the release of melatonin. Okay. And now serotonin and melatonin have a direct relationship. So your body needs some serotonin to produce melatonin. That helps you sleep. If we have blue light, we shut off the body's thought process, the desire, the need for melatonin. So if you're using your phone before you go to bed, you're you're telling your brain, hey, don't make me any serotonin. Don't produce, don't release the melatonin. And that by itself starts to create that massive imbalance. And listen, we didn't have that. It, this wasn't around 20 years ago. I know it sounds crazy, but we didn't have these cell phones sitting in front of us while we're in bed 20 years ago. And that too is one of the reasons why we see such an influx of so many people experiencing this. So maybe you just want the lifestyle changes you can make use your phone during the day. But when the sun goes down, make sure you bare minimum you have you shut. I think there's like a day mode on your phone or a night mode where it shuts down the effects of that blue light. But ideally, the answer is shut it off, put it down, and that you know that goes for looking at your computer and reading your email. So, it's such an important lifestyle that I see right now, and again, going back to the young kids. They're all glued to these cell phones, and they're playing their games at night. And this is setting the stage where it's very, very difficult for the body to have any hormonal balance. Specifically, your neurotransmitters: serotonin, dopam- dopamine, norepinephrine, oxytocin. And then, like oxytocin, this is a this is a neurotransmitter that is critical for us to even be able to tolerate pain or sensitivity. So, the more imbalances we create with the between the gut, the medications, the blue light the more challenges we're gonna have with just operating in everyday life. So absolute best we can, we must address this blue light issue, shut it off. We need to be able to allow our bodies to kick into this natural rhythm, circadian rhythm, which is, it's really this easy. We should be more or less going to bed when the sun goes down within an hour or two. So the natural hormone release of serotonin, that's our feel good. That's when you start to feel a little bit kind of drowsy then that releases melatonin. Once the melatonin is released, you fall asleep, then it allows your body to release things like growth hormone, which is a precursor to testosterone. But if we miss, if we miss or mess up the melatonin release, Yes, you're going to release, you're going to mess up the growth hormone and the and the testosterone part, which listen, if you're trying to lose weight, which is not really this topic, but if you're trying to lose weight and you're on your phone all night long, there's a good chance that you're inhibiting the number one human fat burning hormone, which is growth hormone. So maybe that'll motivate you to put the phone down earlier in the night. All right. And then of course, one of the other challenges we have, we're just running ourselves ragged flat out fatigued. And as more we have fatigue, we end up using a hormone called cortisol. That's our stress hormone. That's our fight or flight hormone. And we're using that when we're staying in that sympathetic dominant state. That is our go, go, go. So if you know that's you, you basically get up, you run, you hit your coffee, midday, you hit another coffee, maybe a five-hour energy in the middle of the day, or you just keep driving, driving, driving. And then you, at night, you just kind of cross your fingers, hope you pass out, maybe use a glass of wine. Listen, you're setting yourself up. That is the formula for then eventually expressing those symptoms or even getting what I think they call it now adult onset ADD. Adult onset ADD, folks, that is just an imbalance. It just took a little while to get there for you but it is there now. It's not a lack of Adderall um, or, or whatever else they're using nowadays for meds. All right. So let's talk remedies now. So I talked about the different things and I don't want to sound like, you know, doom and gloom there. Yet that awareness, if we if we are not aware of it, at least, then there's not much we can do. But now you are fully aware of what the symptoms are, of what's causing it. Let's talk remedies. The first one I'm going to give you, this is maybe one that I think too many people overlooking, well, oh, that's I actually got to do something for that. And the answer is, yes, you do. This is an action that you can take that shuts off sympathetic dominance in the moment and kicks in your parasympathetic activity. This starts to develop a balance for your hormones, especially your neurotransmitters like serotonin, melatonin, dopamine. There's some obvious things that, there's reasons why we've heard so often that waking up and having meditation, having prayer in your life, These are huge, huge benefits. And I think you're going to hear them. We've always heard of the benefits of them, but you're going to hear more and more people using these as tools to continue to be the best versions of themselves. So I want to introduce you. I'm just going to call it breath work. This breath work that I'm going to share with you, it only works if you practice it because you're going to want to use this breath when you need it the most. It's kind of like, let's just say you're a we just, uh, the World Series just got done the other day. Imagine you were, you want, you want wanted to play in the World Series. I always wanted to play in the World Series. Imagine you want to be a shortstop uh, for the New York Yankees, or I guess the Red Sox at this point. Um, you know how to, but you've never practiced it. And then someone throws you in the game. In the game, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be effective unless you practice. So that's the big thing about breath work. If you don't practice it, when you're having an issue, and the issue that I really want this for, is for anyone that's ever had a panic attack. If you can utilize this breath, you can save yourself an ER visit. And the more you use this as part of your tool belt, including your diet and the other supplements I'm going to suggest, this may be the most powerful one. It doesn't cost you any money. This is real simple. And this is the breath where I call it a 7 I'll explain that in just a moment. You're going to start... By breathing in through your nose, through your mouth closed, and you're going to breathe, in the first part of your chest or your belly that moves is going to be your belly, way down. So you're going to feel your belly pushing into your pants or into your belt. In clinic, I usually just put, I lie you down. I put my hand somewhere between your belly button and your pubic bone. So you feel my hand on there, and I tell you to breathe in, and I want the hand to raise up. Most people, when you go to take a deep breath in, you actually do just the opposite. Your belly goes in and your chest goes out. That is a stress breath. That actually increases the amount of sympathetic dominance. That can actually increase the anxiousness, the tension within the body. So we want to get this. Is we want to practice this. So you can even do it right now while you're listening to me. Put your hand on your belly. Even if you're sitting in your car or you're sitting at your desk, put your hand on your belly, somewhere between your belly button and your pubic bone. That's the pubic bone down your pelvis there. And take a deep breath in through your nose. And when you do that, the first hand. So you got one hand below your belly button, one hand on your chest. The first hand that moves should be your belly button hand. That should go out and go out as far as you can. You're gonna have to push those muscles out. Then you fill up your chest. You take a one second pause. So you hold your breath for one second, and then you're gonna slowly exhale through your mouth or through your nose. Better if you can do through your nose, but maybe in these moments, you won't be able to do through your mouth. So here's the second part. So that's your breathing pattern. Now you're going to count the time that you can inhale you're going to pause for one second and double the exhale. So you might be able to inhale your breath for three seconds and fill up both your belly and your chest. Pause for one second and exhale for six. The goal, and this will only happen if you practice, the goal is to get to a 7 one fourteen. So that means you're probably only going to be taking about two to three breaths per minute. Here's the fun part. So listen to this. And th- this is the key. This is what I want you to really take away from this. That we've always heard when people are like panicked or nervous or they're scared or they've been in an accident. We always tell them, relax, 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 calm down, breathe, just breathe. Really what we want to tell them is slow exhale. If you can slow exhale, you can't be in sympathetic dominance at the same time. This is cool. So if you can slow exhale and repeat that slow exhale, breath after breath after breath, you automatically take yourself out of sympathetic dominance. You will take yourself out of your panic attack. So again, this will only happen if you practice. But if you get this down, this is a game changer for you. And this can really help establish some calm in times that you're really wound up. So you might utilize this anytime. You got, you're you going to go give a big talk. You get a, a big uh, business meeting. You, you you get a sporting event. You're about to perform in school with a music instrument. You use this breathing to calm yourself. A slow exhale is how we calm ourselves. All right, so that's our breathing. Get that one down. Do not dismiss this. These are remedies. So these are takeaways for today. Again, we're going to fix the gut go get yourself if you if you like to get tests and find out exactly what's going on there an organic acids test um, that's a great test to take real simple not too expensive it's a urine test you can do at home and also a stool test can be very effective in helping us know if there's parasites so listen parasites can be part of your the challenge here as well all right and then and then really the third part of this is we have to replace the depleted nutrients. I already talked about, and I'm going to give you a short-term fix, one of my absolute favorite short-term and kind of long-term um, remedies. We have to fix the imbalances. We already talked about getting the amino acid tryptophan. And you can eat that one, eggs, cheese, nuts, seeds, they're all fantastic. We got Thanksgiving come, a good, healthy, organic turkey, fantastic. You know, uh, you know, of course, pasture-raised, cage-free, et cetera. So here's some of the most important things that we want to get back into our nutrition. And these are supplements. These are things that we are so out of imbalance that supplementing these, at this point, quite frankly, they're not really options because even a good diet, you're probably already deficient in these, even if you have a good, healthy vegan diet. And one is going to be minerals, a broad-based mineral. I use something called Trace Minerals B12 uh, from Standard Process. It's one of my favorite. It's a a kelp-based product, so it has all kinds of phenomenal, really broad-based minerals. What I want to try to avoid you doing is chasing down any one particular mineral and then deciding how much of that mineral you need, especially when it comes to these trace minerals. So I'd rather you, clinically, I use broad-based minerals because I'm not going to try to outsmart nature. So I'm going to use what nature has has always given us and has available to us. And that's why I like a nice broad-based one. There's a couple different ones I use, but Trace Minerals B12 is one of the ones I use every day. And just a little tip on that is first thing in the morning, so we always wake up dehydrated and depleted in minerals because we excrete. We get up, we use the bathroom, we urinate. You're using minerals, part of your detoxification. So you're depleted in the morning. So the very first thing I do before I make my bulletproof coffee is I start with at least 16 ounces of water, and then I add several minerals. Number two, magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. I mentioned this already. My favorite source is magnesium lactate. Probably the most important part is taking it near the end of the day, sometime between dinner and bedtime, three to 400 milligrams usually does, about, does the trick. I like magnesium li- uh, lactate, there are some others, magnesium citrate, uh, malate, orate. Those are all pretty good. I would probably lean away from, not probably, I definitely stay away from magnesium oxide. Uh, I mentioned the amino acids, making sure you're getting more tryptophan back into your body. So two other things that I want to make sure that you, you get these into our lives uh, it, on a regular basis. And they're undermined, I think, sometimes the power of getting sunshine every day. This is a no-brainer. This is something that our creators put this big old sun in the air so we couldn't miss out on it. Yet I know my life. I oftentimes go from my house to my car to my office to my car to my home, which (laughs) doesn't mean I'm always in the sun. And listen, I live in the sunshine, sunshine state. I live 100 yards off the beach, and sometimes I don't get any sun in my life. So that is a huge one. You want to feel better, want to get more emotionally grounded. Get out in the sun without all that sunscreen, all those chemicals on in about 20 minutes, Twice a day. Huge, huge, huge. We got to reduce the blue light. This is the lifestyle. I got to bring it back in here. It's a cause, but it's a lifestyle thing. Make sure that we're providing space and time where we don't have that blue light, especially the critical time when we, the sun's already set and naturally our bodies are supposed to be producing serotonin, then melatonin, and then, of course, growth hormone, testosterone. All right. So I want to give you one more tool to use. And this is one of my absolute favorites. I use it every day in clinic for anyone with any of those symptoms I talked about in terms of expressing anything with anxiousness. And it's an herb called kava. Now, I want to start right away and tell you that if you Google kava, you're going to say, oh, my goodness, this is bad for the liver. I can't believe he's recommending this. No, that's a synthetic source. That, and then really the the, the the research on that was not real accurate. But either way, that's an alcohol-based synthetic source I use only one company that I really kind of have faith in that that I get this kava from. And I tell you, this is a game changer, this kava. I call it the chill-out pill. It's a water-based kava. It comes from three very specific islands way down in the Pacific. And they use a very specific part of the plant called the noble. This has been used for literally thousands of years to help people with anxiousness and to calm. The beauty of this is this. It kicks in in about 15 minutes. It helps you unwind and it's safe. It's natural. It it wears off in about two or three hours, but it can keep you out of that sympathetic dominance. And with this, I also encourage you to start to learn how to know when you are wound up, know when you're expressing these symptoms and not let it get past that. Do your breathing, use your kava, use your kava. Make sure you're getting your minerals. Get off the phone, go to quiet space, go outside in the sun and all of these natural, all of these simple habits that you can have really really can make a huge impact on correcting the imbalance that gives us the symptoms of anxiety, even depression, ADD and ADHD. So it's called kava. I get it from one company called Mediherb. They're out of Australia. Really get it through standard process MediHerb. Uh, maybe the only challenge you need to get with a provider who uh, you, you can't just order on your own, you need to get it through your doctor. Um, be glad to help you with that. Or just find your doctor that provides standard process, provides MediHerb, and they can get you this MediHerb. And I do, listen, with all of this, this is too big of a topic just to kind of flirt around and try this and try that. I'm encouraging, listen, this has an. Imp- this can change the direction of your life. This can make you feel good again, feel normal again. So get with the provider, spend the time, energy, and money. Get with someone that you feel that could handle what you got going on and move you in the right direction. All right, folks, that's your simple health tip for today. And again, I wanna thank you, but I also wanna encourage you to send this out to someone you think that would benefit from this. And then also leave me a review. If you, if you like what you're hearing today, leave a review. Um, follow me on Facebook just go to go to Bart precourt uh, on Facebook. I do a live simple health tip every single morning you get little bit bites of this every single day and remember at the end of the day it is all about you taking deliberate action for you your health your body remember you are worth it so make it happen. y'all have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the health made simple podcast. If you have a question or an email you'd like me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, just go ahead and send us an email. To get my simple health tip on a daily basis, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Bart Precourt. And remember, your body is designed to be healthy. So let's make this the healthiest year of your life by taking more action than you ever have before.